0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by. Bet Rivers, on today's episode of the podcast, we're talking the latest on Deshaun Watson. The word coming down today, he is officially out for Sunday. The fact that he got ruled out for Sunday on Wednesday, the first day of practice, what does that mean for him going forward, and what are the Browns going to do with that position? Something we've already talked about. We'll talk a little more about that today. Plus, another quarterback who played against the Browns recently is not going to play this week as his team is tumbling. And the battle of former quarter, of former Browns quarterback against a current Browns quarterback coach. That all coming up. Plus, Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com joins me for the latest on the Browns. And I'll give you my pick for who's going to win the World Series. That's going to get bad ratings, but it shouldn't because it's a great matchup. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by... Bet Rivers.
1: You're in the bullpen with Adam
0: the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, folks, uh, this Sunday, the Browns are playing in Seattle. Just checked out in the last five minutes the latest Bet Rivers point spreads. And the Browns, who are holding as a three point dog, have now crossed that threshold and gone to three and a half. Now, if you know anything about gambling at all, you know that that's one of the biggest thresholds to cross. It takes a lot for a sports book like ours to move from three to three and a half, just like moving from seven to seven and a half is a big one, but three, three and a half is the biggest. And obviously with the news coming today that Deshaun Watson was not going to play, that kind of pushed it over the top. It was probably close anyway. It seemed like it was trending in that direction. And today the official word coming down, Kevin Stefanski announcing in his Wednesday press conference, that Deshaun Watson is officially ruled out. Now, Deshaun Watson has not been placed on the IR yet, but I wonder if it's something the Browns are considering. It's been a mess. He missed a month of action, two games, came back four weeks after the injury, threw five passes, looked terrible, looked clearly unready to play, got benched the rest of the game before the magnificent win that the Browns had over the Colts, 39-38. And it was clear he was not ready to play. And and the fact that they ruled him out on a Wednesday signals to me that he is not anywhere close to being able to being ready to play. And I think there's been such bad messaging from the Browns on this situation that I think it's time for the Browns to do the smart thing, put Deshaun Watson on the injured reserve so there are no more questions about this for a month. There's no way he's going to play at any kind of effective level in the next month anyway. The only hope is to rest him, hope that they can improve at the position. We talked about it earlier in the week. I think the, the guys that make the most sense, are J- Jacoby Brissett or Andy Dalton, possibly Carson Wentz, but I think Brissett and, and Dalton, who are guys who have been in, are in the league, are with teams. Dalton's played this year. Uh, Brissett was here last year, of course. I think those make the most sense. Put them on IR. Get one of those guys, and let's go. The Browns should have done that already. They should have done it today. They should they should have done gone after one of those guys a month ago. Now you maybe couldn't have gotten Brissett or Dalton a month ago, but you certainly could have signed somebody off the street then, and that guy would certainly be ready to go now. But at this point, I think you got to go for a trade. Uh, the, the the Commanders are not very good. Obviously, Andy Dalton's on the Panthers. They're the worst team in football. Uh, you, I think the Browns, I'm hoping, will be aggressive going after one of those guys. We'll see. Uh, more on what the Browns were in store for this week and whether they may trade for a quarterback with Cab at Cleveland.com in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I do want to let you know, get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. 10000 bucks? You can't beat that. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. One other thing I wanted to hit on, a couple other things I want to hit on, really, before we go. So yesterday, if you missed it, on, on, on Tuesday, there was an interaction on Twitter between Brady Quinn, the former first-round pick of the Browns, at of Notre Dame, the career went down in flames, as we all know, and Quincy Avery, Quincy Avery, Avery a highly successful uh, quarterbacks coach. A lot of players, including Deshaun Watson, have hired him to be their personal quarterback coach. The guy's been successful. I, I'm not here to knock Brady Quinn's career. Some, You know, just making it to the NFL is a great accomplishment. I had some harsh words for Brady Quinn on Twitter, and people took that as a, as a way to crush his career. I think that's unnecessary. Uh, none of us made it to the NFL. It's a great accomplishment to make the NFL, whether you play one game or, or 200. So I'm not going to knock the guy's career at all. And I think he's decent in broadcasting. I think he's uh, giving credit that he's not afraid to be critical. And a lot of former athletes uh, are are cowards. They're not afraid. afraid to. Or they're cowards in terms of criticism. I shouldn't call them cowards. Uh, you know, they, you can't play in the NFL and be a coward. But they're afraid to, to criticize. But Brady Quinn, to me, crossed the line and became, was also a hypocrite. For those who don't know, uh, he on on I don't know if it was a podcast or a radio show, made the comments that Deshaun Watson he's like Deshaun Watson's been cleared. He just doesn't want to play. He got the money, and now he's asked. He's behaving like a uh, uh, a kid who grew up with a lot of money, and he's got the money. He doesn't want to play now. Criticism of Deshaun Watson is completely fair. You want to say the trade's a disaster? To this point, it's 100% accurate. You want to say Deshaun Watson as a Cleveland Browns been a disaster? To this point, 100% accurate. Completely fair criticism. You want to talk about the the off-the-field stuff? Completely fair. However, to say a guy is not playing because he got paid, that he's acting like a trust fund baby, is ridiculous. And here's what makes it worse. Last year, uh, Booger McFarlane uh, was asked about Zach Wilson. I remember there was a game last year. I can't remember who the Jets played, but they got crushed. And Zach Wilson was asked, to, you know, did he feel like he let the, I shouldn't say they got crushed. The defense played well. The offense was terrible. They scored three points. Zach Wilson was asked in the postgame presser, do you feel like you let down the defense? And he said no. And a lot of people felt like he didn't take responsibility for the loss when it was mostly on him because, as usual, he played like crap. So Booger McFarlane made the comment that Zach Wilson uh, was, you know, brought up with a lot of money. He's got money in the bank, and so you know he he may not want it as much as some guys that had to to fight and claw to get in the NFL. He, he called him, like Brady Quinn called Deshaun Watson, a trust fund kid. Now, the difference is, Zach Wilson was a trust fund kid, essentially. He grew up with money. Deshaun Watson did not. Now, you may not like that Deshaun Watson got this big contract, but he earned it with his play in Houston. Now, he hasn't played well here and doesn't feel like he's worth it at the moment, but neither is Zach Wilson when he's getting paid. The bottom line is, Brady Quinn destroyed Booger McFarlane for his comments about, about Zach Wilson, said he should never talk about his money, shouldn't talk about the off-the-field stuff, shouldn't talk about – It didn't say he shouldn't talk about money. He said he shouldn't talk about trust fund. He said it was the stupidest comment he ever heard. And then he said the exact same thing about Deshaun Watson, the exact same thing. In fact, it's worse what he said because he accused him of essentially faking an injury. When it's, it's absurd that he'd be faking an injury – because he wanted to play that Ravens game the whole time he was saying all week he was going to play and at the last minute they said he couldn't play if if he why would he if he was trying to fake it and just didn't want to play why would he have said all week he was going to play it just made him look bad when he didn't you could say he could be lying anybody could be lying true but why would he lie to make himself look worse it doesn't make any sense Plus, he played this past week when he clearly wasn't physically ready. Anybody who watched those five passes, it was obvious he was not ready to play. So not only is Brady Quinn out of line, then he made a a massage joke, which, okay, listen, I'm sure a lot of people have made massage jokes when it comes to Deshaun Watson. But you know what? If you're that offended by what Deshaun Watson's accused of, maybe don't make light of it. And if you're not, and if you think, well, okay, it's not fair to bring that up on Deshaun Watson, then why bring it up? So you're either making light of what he's accused of, or you don't care. Either way, just shut up about it. So Brady Quinn, in my mind, came off like a fool and clearly came off like a hypocrite because he said basically the exact same thing. And in my opinion, it's worse than what Booger McFarlane said. And he crushed Booger McFarlane. He shit all over him for what what Booger McFarland said. And he said the same thing. So in my mind, Brady Quinn is a hypocrite, a phony, and he came off like a total clown in this situation. Total clown. All right. On a much calmer note, uh, you remember two weeks ago, maybe the Browns finally unlocked the the way to beat Brock Purdy Brock Purdy's now lost two games in a row and apparently he got a concussion in that game it wasn't diagnosed in the in the game but now that he today he goes into the concussion protocol and he's probably not going to play this weekend against the Bengals so Brock Purdy you know it's gone south for him the last couple of weeks we'll see if he's all right it's been a weird year for injuries Tyreek Hill's banged up now there's been so many guys it seems like more stars than ever are getting hurt this year All right, I'm going to calm down. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the great Mary Kay Cabot, the Hall of Famer, she's going to join me. We'll dive into the Deshaun Watson situation and whether or not the Browns will do something now less than a week from the trade deadline. That's next right here in the bullpen with me, Adam the Bull.
1: You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull.
0: All right. Welcome back. It's the bullpen with Adam, the bull on the bet rivers network and joining me now, the hall of famer from cleveland.com, Mary Kay Cabin, who's been covering the Browns. What season is this now for you, Mary Kay? I don't remember the exact number.
1: I have lost count. I don't even, yes, I don't count anymore. I think it's maybe 30 or something like that. Uh, yes, it's been a whole bunch of years
0: and, uh, no offense, but, uh, you have a pretty bad losing record right now. I mean, it's not your fault, (laughs) but, uh, Your your record is not great because, but you know, and it it, it's better as much as there's been a lot of frustrating things the last few years. At least they've been a uh, competitive team for the most part under Kevin Stefanski, right?
1: Well, that too, but you know what, Adam? After you know, throughout all of these years, even though they haven't had very many winning seasons Mm. the Browns still move the needle nationally and they're they are still always in the news I mean when you think about it you know Johnny Manziel and just you know coaching changes and you name it over the years Josh Gordon Peyton Hillis right (laughs) uh they draw a ton of attention and so you know the team has been in the spotlight all these years so it still has been very fun
0: it has been no doubt they are they are a great There are drama at times. There are comedy at times. Uh, But, you know, now the latest, of course, is Deshaun Watson. And he got ruled out early this week. Uh, Not a surprise. He gets ruled out Wednesday. But, you know, he's taken a lot of fire um, from guys. The latest one, Brady Quinn. You know, did you you hear his comments? Yes. I thought he was out of line. I mean, to basically accuse a guy of not playing because he got paid. I, I I think that was unfair by Brady Quinn. Are you are you surprised? I mean, I guess, be, you know, people, he's an easy target because of the off the field stuff, certainly. But are you surprised that you got uh, a former players taking shots at him like this?
1: Yes, I was surprised about that. I was surprised that Brady went that far. And I have to go back and listen to everything because actually last night when that was all breaking, I was. Uh, celebrating my mom's 92nd Ooh. birthday with <laughs> yes, right? Yes,
0: 92.
1: 92. Oh. Um, so I was a little out of pocket mm-hmm. when it came to all the Brady Quinn stuff. Then you know, then you moved into today, and I just jumped right into you know Deshaun getting right. ruled out of the game, and one thing after another. And those days out there in Berea, you know we go outside, we watch practice, we go into the interviews, we transcribe tape, I tape a podcast, I tape a video, or I write ahead. some stories. And then before you know it, it's eight o'clock yeah. at night. So um, I'm not as caught up on the Brady stuff, but I've caught snippets of it. And yes, I'm very, very surprised that he would come out that strongly against Deshaun and of course he put himself a little bit in the line of fire with Deshaun's people and then yeah. it just turns into a thing so here we are.
0: You know, PJ Walker obviously is going to play this week. Would the Browns be better off do you like at this point should they have and and still might they put Deshaun Watson on IR? Because it seems like he he needs a lot more time to heal it seems to me. And then you, at least for a month, you could end the questions about, is he going to play? Is he going to play? And then, you know, all this unknown. Do you think that's still a possibility? And do you think they should have done it already?
1: Well, you know, in in hindsight, of course, it would have been the right thing to do because now he is missing as many games as he would have missed if he had gone on IR. But at the time they did not know that it was going to be to this extent. They really did believe that there was a chance that he could go out and play against the Ravens. He told me the Friday before he was going to right. play. But then, you know, the new information came to him on Saturday night that this was a strained rotator cuff with micro tears instead of just a bruise. So that changed the game. And then they thought, okay, well, you know, let's let him sit out the next week and try to bring him back for the Colts game. And you know, I didn't think he should play against the Colts. I really didn't. I watched him in practice the Thursday before the Colts game, yeah. and he did not have it in the, in the amount of time that I was able to watch. He did not have the arm strength to go out there and play two days later is what I thought. Uh, but lo and behold... He was out there trying to do it and it just didn't work out. He takes the hit. He takes the fall. And I don't know if they have reset the clock on that four to six week timeframe that they originally gave him, which, you know, that would be five weeks on Saturday in Seattle. If the clock is still the same as what it was, I don't know if they've gone back a little bit or not. So, um, you know, in retrospect, yes, IR would have made the most sense. But now they don't want to do that because that would mean four games from now. And, you know, that's a long time. That's a huge chunk of your season. And I just don't really think they want to do that.
0: I just wonder, it just seems unlikely to me that he's going to be able to play it at, at at a winning level. You know, and I think the way they won the last couple of weeks, especially this week, like in the Niner game, the defense played great. But somehow they beat Indianapolis when the defense didn't play well and the quarterback didn't play well. Like, the odds of winning a game where your quarterback's terrible and your defense is not good is, like, you can't keep winning that way. Mary Kay, we've talked about this. You've been asked about this, I'm sure, a million times. We've talked about it with you on UCSS, But going after whether it's Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett, I think those are the two names that make the most sense. Those guys are clearly significant. They're not Deshaun Watson if he's healthy, but they're clearly serviceable veteran quarterbacks. Brissett's been here. Dalton has a ton of experience in the AFC North. They're both way better than P.J. Walker. It doesn't feel like the Browns are going to make that kind of move. Do you think they should, and do you think it's possible they will?
1: It doesn't feel like right now that they will, but I think they should. And I think they should go after Jacoby Brissett because I think he's a plug and play proposition if you need him yeah. in the same way that Kareem Hunt was plug and play when Nick Chubb went down. Right. It made so much sense from, you know, even from a camaraderie standpoint, from a knowing your way around, knowing the scheme, knowing the coaches, knowing your teammates. and And look, you know, look what he's done. If you just take the intangibles, Kareem Hunt is ready to run through a wall for this football team. It's his hometown team. And he wants nothing more than to take it to a Super Bowl. And I think it would be the same for Jacoby Brissett. Everybody on this team loves him. The coaches love him. The organization loves him. He's friends with Deshaun. Deshaun had to basically sign off on Jacoby Brissett last year as being uh, the guy that was going to step in and start for him for 11 games. And they've got a, you know just a really good, close relationship. So I think he would be good for Deshaun as Deshaun tries to work through coming back from this injury. Right now, all he's got is young guys that haven't never played before and have never really had major injuries before in their career. So I think Jacoby would be good for him from that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I think because there's so much uncertainty with the shoulder that you need to have a veteran quarterback, someone yes. that can step in and win games for you, not Just hold it together. Someone that can actually make some plays. Now, last year he went four and seven, but not just because of him. It was because the defense and the special teams were underperforming. Jacoby threw 12 touchdowns and six interceptions. These two young guys together have already combined for six interceptions in the three appearances that they have been in. So, you know, and zero touchdowns,
0: right? I think zero touchdowns.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I think it makes a ton of sense uh, to bring Jacoby Brissett in here for just so many different reasons.
0: Mary Kay, last thing. um, Obviously, Jerome Ford's going to be out uh, a couple of weeks here. They're not putting him on IR right now. So it makes you think he'll be back or at least they expect to be back in less than four weeks. Pierre Strong's a guy that was actually drafted ahead of Jerome Ford by the Patriots last year. He had 10 carries for 100 yards for the Patriots. He's he's averaged, I think, about five yards per carry in his limited action with the Browns. That's obviously it's a very small sample size, but I've been impressed with him. I know they're going to use Kareem Hunt, but, you know, Kareem Hunt can't take 25, 30 touches. He's not that kind of back anymore. I'm excited to see Pierre Strong. What do you think about him? And will he get, you know, 10, 12 touches this week?
1: Well, you know what? I, I agree with you. It's time to see what Pierre Strong has. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, he was drafted hired than Jerome. They thought very highly of him in New England. And it's time for him to show what he's got. And I think, uh, like Jerome did, he should form a pretty nice one-two punch with Kareem. Uh, one a little bit shiftier with a little bit more speed. One with a little bit more power. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that Jerome went down. They're very challenged at the running position right now but uh, this is an opportunity for Pierre to say hey don't forget about me you know I was kind of you know cast aside by New England they sort of gave up on me and I want to prove what I have so you're looking at a hungry running back so you should have two hungry running backs in Kareem and Pierre to go out there and show uh, that they deserve to be there and get the job done.
0: Last thing Mary Kay what do you expect to happen in Seattle obviously they got a great home crowd there are the Browns you know, doing anything to prepare for that noise? I mean, I don't know how, how, you, how you do that, but are they? And what do you expect to happen this Sunday?
1: Yeah, they're preparing for the noise, and they have been hearing that it's one of the hardest, hardest places to play. So they're getting themselves really prepared for that. Uh, This is a team that's going to play really, really hard. They know that. Uh, They know that the defense is very aggressive and opportunistic. They are tied for – they are either outright fifth with 23 sacks or tied with 23 sacks. They know they're going to be coming after P.J. They're going to be trying – Uh, to intercept him I mean he almost had three interceptions in his first start against the 49ers Uh, and you know he he's uh, you know he's a gunslinger but he's a little careless with the football Mm -hmm. and not super super accurate so they're going to be trying to take advantage of that the Browns are going to have to be able to try to run the ball and then their defense once again is going to have to carry the day and the way they did it in Indy, even though they, uh, they lost their way a little bit with tackling and with coverage, they took the ball away. Yeah. Miles just kind of took the game over and had a monster game, obviously earning yeah. AFC defensive player of the week honor. So that's going to have to be the recipe again.
0: Yeah. Miles and Dustin Hopkins. Those are the, the MVPs. I mean, Dustin hop, what a find he's been, huh? I mean,
1: Unbelievable. he's been incredible. He has been incredible. They would have not won these last two games without Dustin Hopkins. There's no way. I mean, four for four last week, two 54 yarders and a career long 58 yarder. He's setting records. He's just been phenomenal and a reason why they're four.
0: It's the first time you believe in your kicker as a Browns fan since Phil Dawson. I mean, it really is.
1: Absolutely. Yes. They seem to have nailed it.
0: Mary Kay. Great stuff as always. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. You're in the bullpen with Adam
0: the Bull. All right, welcome back. It's Adam the Bull here in the bullpen brought to you by Bet Rivers. And I wanted to wrap it up. I haven't talked much baseball lately. Uh, Coming up at some point, we'll talk about what the Guardians, probably next week, I'll talk a little bit about some new managers. Maybe uh, we'll look at the Guardians manager situation and the Mets too. I'm going to be curious about that. Uh, speaking of managers, one of the best Dusty Baker has announced his retirement after decades in Major League Baseball won a World Series last year with the Astros they lost in the ALCS this year in a Game 7 and Dusty has announced his retirement. We do have the World Series is set, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers I can't imagine anybody had that World Series matchup, even in going into the season, most people didn't have either of those teams in the playoffs, I don't think I did um, I know I didn't have Arizona, I don't think I had Texas, I gotta go look, but when the playoffs started, you know, neither you know, the Diamondbacks barely made the playoffs uh, with the wild card. The Rangers did not play well the final couple of months of the season. But even though the ratings are going to be down because neither team's a sexy market and not hugely popular teams, it's going to be a fun series to watch. If you're a baseball fan at all, the, and you maybe don't know a lot about these teams, they're both a lot of fun. The Diamondbacks are a real scrappy team, a lot of great base runners, and that they that, – you know went in a big way led to their beating Philadelphia in that shocking upset when Chris Mad Dog Russo said he was going to retire and then reneged on that in two seconds that was lame Mad Dog very lame uh but uh anyway uh I, I'm I'm picking the Diamondbacks I think Arizona's going to win it all but I, I I like the matchup and I don't care who wins I, I Arizona's won one World Series. Of course, they won that that crazy World Series where they beat the Yankees in 2001 with Schilling and Johnson and all the whole young Kim Diamondbacks blue games four and five. And then they won game six and seven beating Mariano Rivera was amazing. Uh, and uh, the Rangers have never won. So it's kind of cool. So it uh, should be a great World Series. Again, won't be good ratings, but I don't care about that. I don't know why fans and media care about that because uh, the ratings don't matter to me. I think it's, I'll be watching. I think it's going to be a great series. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. Thanks to Mary-Kate Cabot for joining me. I'll talk to you next time. Uh, we'll talk to you Sunday after the Browns play the 4 o'clock game against the Seahawks. We'll talk to you Sunday night. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. See you everybody. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.